Welcome to the PMPA's Speaking of Precision podcast featuring your hosts, Carly Kistler-Miller, David Wynn, and Miles Free. Hi, I'm Miles Free, and welcome to PMPA's Speaking of Precision podcast. Carly Kistler-Miller and David Wynn have joined me today, and we are going to discuss why safety needs to be comfortable. Welcome, Carly. Welcome, David. Thanks, Miles. Thank you, Miles. So this came from you, Dave. You wrote a, a crib sheet on this, right? Yeah, and, and um, it came from an experience with a friend of mine, and they bought a new pair of work boots, and the work boots were cutting into their feet, and it started to affect their overall performance because their mind was on the pain in their feet and not on their work. And uh, it got me to thinking that in order to be safe at work, we have to be comfortable. So I'm not talking about that you're coming in at flip-flops and, and uh, swimming trunks and, and hanging out and doing whatever, but you have to have a certain level of comfortability in your safety gear and what you do at work in order to have your mind on the right things. Well, I have to tell you, boss man, when I saw that title, Safety Needs to Be Comfortable, I wondered what the heck you've been smoking. <laughs> because that's that was just, you know, bosses don't think like that. Yeah, it's that's all about true. safety, right? It's all about safety, safety at all yeah, costs. At all costs, but it's not really. Not really. It's, you know, why sacrifice the performance? So what, what kind of suggestions do you have, Dave? Well, I mean, so we can go down the list. It's like eye protection. So I personally, for years and years, it was like pulling teeth to get me to wear safety glasses because I could not find a pair that fit right. They always fogged up. I had trouble seeing. Um, there always was just a slight magnification, which would make me dizzy. And it was really digging into that and finding a pair of safety glasses that fit right, that fit my face right, that provided adequate ventilation, and that were made to a level that didn't apply that little bit of manufacturing, uh, that little bit of manufacturing, the little bit of uh, magnification. So I didn't get dizzy when I was looking through a pair of safety glasses. So it was all about that research and finding, not buying the 99 cent Walmart pair of safety glasses. You might have to buy a prescription $30 pair. So I grew up in the steel mills and the glasses we had were issued. They had these hooks on the end and a lot of people would wear them and they'd hang. And I used to say they had the safest chins in the world because <laughs> glasses were hanging there. But I was fastidious. I've always been fastidious about wearing my PPE, in particular the eye protection. And, um, you know, when I'd go out to mow the lawn, I'd have my safety glasses on. I'd have long, long pants. And, uh, and, you know, my kids knew that you couldn't run the lawnmower unless you had long pants and, and the safety glasses on. And I, I heard testimony firsthand from my son at our tech conference that thank God I'd been a great example because he was wearing his safety glasses when a little sharp fragment of a part shot out of his machine and his, he's still got that scratch on that safety glass. I told him get new ones. He says, no, it's a reminder every day, wear my safety glasses. He'd be blind. Wow. He'd be blind. That's right. So. This is this is not not casual humor. This is this is serious. 
so you only get one pair of eyes and that story right there is really illustrative that your son probably would have lost some vision and maybe lost an eye in that incident and that illustrates that you just you can't take chances with safety especially something like that that is so critical and that's where like in my case i had to find comfort in the safety in order for me to maintain safety because if my glasses are fogged up where are they going to go they're going on top of my hat or like you said they're hanging from your chin so i got the safest chin in the world but if they're not on my eyes they're not actually providing adequate safety to me so you've got to find that comfortability so do they make anti-fog safety glasses they do make some anti-fog safety glasses and they also make anti-fog spray there's some wipes that you can use so i'm an old paintball player and we had this stuff called plexus and it was a uh, plastic polish and you can use that on safety glasses and it helps mitigate fogging um, and there's anti-fog sprays but uh, for me it was really finding the glasses that covered the eyes and protected the eye but provided that adequate ventilation well i also the uh, covid trick i think if you put shaving cream yeah, on so your glasses and then wipe it off it keeps it from so fogging. it'll pull the humidity yeah 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 so there's there's also things you can do for yourself to help make them comfortable all right we've protected the eyes what else so you need to have a good quality shirt and it needs to fit for the season so if it's 110 degrees outside you don't need to be wearing heavy flannels you need to have something that's going to protect you from the heat like a t-shirt but it is it's a good quality cotton shirt especially if you're around something that's got sparks or you're working around heat treat ovens with flames and they need to be really conscious of the fire safety um, they don't need to be baggy. You know, a shirt needs to be good fitting. Um, my, I had a friend that lost his arm in a mill because he was wearing a baggy long sleeve shirt and it got caught in a spindle and he lost his arm. And that's something that you got to be conscious of. You don't want to wear baggy clothing just because maybe baggy clothing feels comfortable to you. It can be a safety hazard. So you got to find that happy medium of shirts that fit adequately so that you're not a danger to yourself and others but still provide protection for you in the shop. So David, I'd, I'd like to explore this with you a little a little deeper. Uh, I come from the steel mill, steel industry. I've worked in melt shops, I've worked in labs, I've worked in rolling mills. Um, I've worked you know, uh, around milling machines and drilling equipment uh, in sample prep. And uh, our, our standard was long sleeve. We wanted to protect protect the arms and it had to be natural fibers, either cotton or wool, no polyester because a spark or a piece of hot slag and you've now got it melted into your skin. So um, I, I don't imagine you've ever even seen me wearing a short sleeve shirt, uh, but is, is long sleeve, is, is there a preference in our precision machining shops, long sleeve versus short sleeve? Uh, what, what, what's your take on this? personal opinion and something that I've always taught people most of our shops are heated um, we're not around a lot of flames and fire I like short sleeves and probably because of the personal experience because of losing an arm and something rotating um, it, you got to be careful I mean even a small drill press can be extremely dangerous because if you get fabric into something rotating that fabric can become a deadly weapon and so 
in a steel mill, like in your experience, that's a totally different environment. You know, if um, when I'm working on explosives in my in my other passion doing fireworks, I'm typically wearing long sleeves because I want to yep. be protected from sparks and flames and fire. And I'm wearing those natural fibers. But in a shop, I think it's a little different. Very good. Thanks for explaining that. Okay. Eyes, shirts. What's next? Pants. We got to wear pants, right? We can't go to work without pants on. Well, yeah, I suppose pants. <laughs> <laughs> and those need to be comfortable, right? They, they do. Got to fit well. But does the fabric have anything to do with getting the right pair of pants? So I think so. And I think this is something that that varies a lot from shop to shop. A, a lot of shops require pants. Some shops allow. <laughs> I, I hope that's true. I hope that's true. Uh, shop uh, listeners, if, if you wear a skirt, but now we're into the baggy if, thing again, if, right? If you don't require uh, pants in your shops, please drop David Wynn a line at PMPA. We'll, no we'll do pictures. another podcast. No pictures, please. <laughs> Some shops allow shorts. Um, and, ah, and so shorts. Yeah, shorts. <laughs> yeah, something. Not uh, if pants we're less. if we're frying bacon on the grill, I I want pants on. I, I agree, and uh, you know, and it, it probably depends a little bit on the region of the country you're from. If if you're working in the hot south and it's 110 degrees outside, you might be wearing shorts in the shop. But it's just like the pants; they need to be appropriately fitting. They need to be made of a strong, durable material because when you're in a shop. You're regularly bending and stretching and moving around. You're bumping into things. You, you might have hot chips blowing around. Um, you might be kneeling on the floor, and so you need something that's going to adequately pad the legs and the knees. Well, there's going to be sharp edges from banding that gets released and springs back. I mean, there's a lot of ways to get cut in our shop. Oh, yeah. And in a, in a shop, let's say that you have to get on your knees to rake out the chips on a Swiss machine. If your shop doesn't have chip conveyors, it's important to have something that's going to adequately cover that knee and protect it, like a good pair of blue jeans or an adequate pair of Carhartt pants. Um, but those need to be like we talked about the shirts. They need to be adequately fitting and, and you don't need to be fighting your pants. Um, you know, it's, if you're having issues with pants, you should wear a belt. You don't want to be fighting your clothes while you're working because that can become a danger around, especially around revolving equipment. It's important. Like we talked about with the shirts, I think it's important that you dress for the season that you're comfortable because if you're in the shop and you're wearing shorts and it's February and you're freezing, you're not keeping your mind on your work. You're worried about being cold. It's like the Maslow hierarchy. I've got to be comfortable and safe. And then now I can be concerned with the, the higher needs of work. Okay. So I think that just brings us to your friend's boots. That's right. And foot, your footwear, you know, we started at the top of the head. We're going to work our way all the way down to the feet. And, uh, you know, we live and die by our feet. You know, you think about a horse, its entire health revolves around its feet. If it can't stand and walk, it, it can't live. Um, you know, horses typically sleep standing up and, and I used to have horses. And so everything revolved around those feet and you're constantly checking feet. And it's the same thing for us. We can't be mobile and move around the shop and adequately be able to do our jobs if our feet aren't well. And uh, I think it's critical, you know, it's, it, it's even like in martial arts, you hear break the root. The feet is what we stand on. That is our base. That, that is everything that we build upon. 
And so you've got to have adequate work boots. They got to be comfortable. You know, um, one of the things I said in the article is a hundred pound person shouldn't be wearing 10 pound work boots. If your work boots weigh 10% of your body weight, that's too much. You need to find a shoe that is fitting for the job, but is comfortable. Um, that's going to protect your feet. You need to wear really good quality socks. I think too many people skimp on socks. You, you know, it, you need to buy a really good pair of wool or cotton socks that are thick, that pad the feet, that give you that extra comfort. Because when you're on your feet all day on a concrete floor, if you don't have that adequate cushion and give in your footwear, it's going to wear you out from the feet up you're going to start having joint problems knee problems hip problems and and we see it in some people that haven't taken care of their feet over the years and that as they get older they have a lot of these issues so i think it's important and you know as a shop owner um i helped reimburse people to get really good quality footwear and i think that's important is making sure that your employees are wearing really good quality footwear well, I, I appreciate your focus on good quality and on comfort, but uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna channel my inner OSHA bureaucrat for a minute. That's the bad part, and uh, I'm gonna say you didn't mention a thing about a steel toe. You didn't mention a thing about metatarsal protection. You drop a circular form tool on the instep of your foot. Uh, I don't think a, a lightweight shoe is gonna give you the protection you need. And quite frankly, uh, we have some slippery places in our shops and uh, slip resistant sole is probably an important characteristic too. Wouldn't you agree? I totally agree with you. And I was trying to tee you up for that, Miles. Okay, well. <laughs> so that that's your world, the safety stuff. But yeah, slip resistance really important. Personally, I always required steel toes in the shop, steel or ceramic toe. I think it's important. Like you said, there's so much that we handle that's a drop risk. Um, not every shop does that. And, you know, it's not necessarily required in our industry. But um, I tell you, even uh, you grabbing a little bundle of three eighths, 10, 18 bars, and you're dragging it to a machine, if you're holding four or five of those and you drop it on your toe and you're not wearing steel toes, that can do some damage. Well, it'll certainly distract you, and the last thing we want is a distracted performer. So I think that's your thesis, that your, your clothing needs to be comfortable so it's contributing to your ability to contribute rather than distracting your attention away from what's really important. Oh, I'm, while still being safe. Absolutely. That's exactly it. It's to so that you can focus on the right things that you need to focus on at work and not be distracted by things that shouldn't really bother you, like comfortability. That wraps up today's podcast on comfortability in our shops. Thank you for joining us. For additional information, please visit pmpa.org where you can find our knowledge centers filled with articles, webinars, more podcasts, and other resources for precision machining. Yes, and don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you won't miss one. Plus, check out our Speaking of Suppliers podcast where we talk to PMPA technical members and learn about how they can help our shops. If you aren't already taking advantage of PMPA membership, be sure to check out pmpa.org to learn how we can help you thrive and why is a PMPA membership important. Carly and David, because, because we, we are, are better, better together. together.
Don't forget to join us next Monday on Speaking of Precision.